You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Empire. Play Fantasy Baseball Show with D. Mindy. Little Cheesecake and Doc starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. We are now a proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. D. Mindy here, joined by a man that they call the David DeMoya fantasy baseball it's eric mendelson aka the doc what's going on how many people are gonna know that reference <laughs> well i had something else but you said david since i helped you with uh the football can you say something nice about me so i was like all right i had the audible because i forgot to put something nice in so i was like well, I'm calling you a david demoya which for people that don't know he's a hallmark employee that we used to work with that was known as the hardest worker uh, of anybody that we knew so I called you the David DeMoya of Fantasy Baseball. That you're calling me a loser in real life. No, but we're no talking future. about we're talking that's about work. We're talking that's about work committed related. to a minimum wage job. We're talking about that's work related. Work related. You are the David DeMoya. I didn't say in your social life. Thank you for the backhanded compliment. <laughs> it's a regular compliment. What do you think David DeMoya is up to these days? I don't know. Let's stalk him after this show. He doesn't have a, I don't think he has social media. Uh, sorry, I'm good at stalking anyway. I'll find him. Yeah, I, I was just, he's, uh, he's my inspiration to work as hard as he is someday. I remember him running the cash register and then he'd go in the back and like do all the, the things in the back, like inventory. And then he'd be out like greeting customers. He was the salesman. Uh, he's like at all, he's, he's the, uh, the five tool of Hallmark. This dude would get on his knees and scrub the floor for a minimum wage. <laughs> oh, yeah, job. that's right. He was he did everything. That man was going to be successful, whatever he did. I need that work ethic, and I don't have it. But again, there's your compliment. Uh, but we have a fun show planned for you guys tonight. In tonight's episode, we have roster trade cut. The fantasy baseball season continues to be a grind, and we don't plan on slowing this train down anytime soon. Choo-choo! We want you to win your leagues. So, we're going to go over potentially hard roster decisions, help you make the right moves when faced with these roster crunches, and we're going to be doing this tonight with the entire FTN Fantasy Baseball crew that is Matty Wood, the Brockness Monster, and Matt Cupperley, baby. Make sure to stay tuned for that. After we go to our bullpen for our question of the week, which MLB player, past or present, will be the next to box on pay-per-view, and our game of the week coming in to shut the door. So, if you guys are ready to get another episode started, look at me, Eric. Look at me! Then, man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! 
that have piled up over the last week, as it always does here. Start off with some news that came out recently. The Rock, the Colorado Rockies have activated shortstop Trevor Story from the 10-day IL. It's nice that they can welcome their best player back into the fold. Rockies are obviously struggling, but Story is still providing you with a solid, if not spectacular, 255, 322, 424 slash before going on the IL. Uh, again, maybe things will change when he goes to a contender at some point, but for now he's he's giving you solid but not spectacular production. Uh, some more news. You were having uh, this guy for average on your team. He's no more. Nick Madrigal is now being put on the 60-day IL with a proximal tear of his right hamstring. Nick Madrigal left last night's game after coming up lame from running to first base on a grounder. While there's hope he can still avoid surgery and make it back this season, the 68 AL basically kind of eliminates the chance he's going to contribute for your fantasy teams this year. He was hitting 317 with a 116 WRC plus and 324 plate appearances before the injury. Uh, some more news here. The Indians announced this morning that they've traded first baseman outfielder Jake Bowers to the Mariners in exchange for a player to be named later. Cleveland designated Bowers for assignment over the weekend, clearing an avenue for Bobby Bradley to get some time at first base. Looks like the Mariners are trying to get some uh, lightning in a bottle here and hope that Jake Bowers finally finds the form that made him a top prospect a few years ago. Doc, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this one. It's been less than a week since Major League Baseball made it known it will begin to crack down on the use of foreign substances by pitchers. And it's possible we're seeing some results already with some of the game's most prominent arms. You look at Trevor Bauer's four-seam, his most recent start against the Dodgers, it dropped by 223 RPMs. Players around the league have been taking notice. Josh Donaldson, one of them, making comments to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole obviously came out last night and, and threw him two of the hardest pitches he's thrown in his career as far as the average miles per hour on his fastball was over 100. Uh, the spin rate numbers went down in Garrett Cole's start against Tampa Bay, but they were a little bit more normalized in the start against the Twins yesterday. Uh, but Charlie Blackman, Adam Duvall, many of them have been ex- expressing some frustration about these foreign substances. And I think most of these guys were okay with some stuff as far as helping pitchers keep control. But uh, this extra stuff that's taking things a little bit too far has been having hitters suffer, and they're having him suffer to the point right now where the league-wide strikeout rate is as high as it's ever been. The league-wide batting average right now for MLB is 237, uh, which it, when you remove pitchers from the equation, only bumps it up to about 241. The strikeout rate is 23.5%, uh, which is an all-time record among non-pitcher hitters. Consider that five years ago, MLB hitters were hitting 259 and had a 20.6 strikeout rate. Uh, it, it's just extremely troubling, to say the least, of this trend of how much pitchers have been benefiting, uh, you know, whether it's spider tax uh, or whatever it's called. Um, what, what are your thoughts on all this, man? So I think it's very frustrating as a fan because there just seems to be no uniform or no consistency. Last year, we're talking about the balls being juiced and the increase in home runs to make it you know, a quote-unquote more fun game for the average fan. This year, we've already seen, what, seven no-hitters in the first 60 games? You know, before that, it's the Astros cheating scandal. It always seems like in this sport, people are doing whatever they can to get a competitive advantage. If you're going to allow pitchers to use a substance, how are you going to regulate it? I think Pete Alonso's comments were interesting. Mm-hmm. Of they, they changed the balls based on whoever is going to be an upcoming free agent in terms of the marquee names, you just wonder how much truth there is to everything when you see 
players like Josh Donaldson and Charlie Blackman who are outspoken and come out and say, especially Donaldson saying, hey, look, I have a record of everybody I'm keeping tabs on. And then you see the RPMs drop. I just think they need to have some sort of consistency, whether they say, look, you can use a substance, but this is what you can use. Saying, look, these are the balls we're using. It just seems like every year there's something new that's coming up that is kind of changing the way the game is played, whether it be technology, whether it be a substance. It's just very frustrating for the fan because it seems like the game is getting changed each year. Yeah, it's a lot of year-to-year changes. Pete Alonzo's comments really uh, kind of struck a chord with me. It's like whoever, like you said, whoever's coming up for free agents, when the hitters were all, there's a huge crop of hitters. That's like this upcoming free agency. Uh, I, there's a list of a bunch of guys like the Marcus Simeons, Carlos Correa, there were all those guys that now it's like, okay, now the, the pitching is up and everybody's striking out and, and the league-wide batting is down. And then you had the juice ball in 2019 because you had all these free agent pitchers coming up. Uh, what are you showing me? That's David DeMoya. <laughs> That's funny. Wow, he's really grown up. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's it's very interesting. I wouldn't put it past them, what he said. Uh, it really made sense to me. Um, I heard Chris Towers on CBS talk about the, the spider tack and how if you, there's a, a commercial, like an infomercial, of someone putting their palm on top of uh, like a cinder block. And the spider tack, literally with their palm facing down, just picks it up. Just how sticky that the spider tack is. So it's really interesting that pitchers have been using that and God knows what else. Uh, not just for their control, but obviously with the, you see with the spin rates. And it's just something that, as a hitter, has to be incredibly frustrating. Because again, it's there's one thing to help your control. It's another thing to gain this type of advantage. And you're costing these hitters money now when you do that type of stuff. So it is something that's going to be very close to being monitored. There's not many sports where they're changing the ball year after year. Ballpark dimensions are getting changed. You have foreign substances. You have cork bats. You have uh, you know PEDs. There's it's baseball is is a fun game, but it's there's so much little things that that are in it that uh, just are so hard to keep track of sometimes, and it's it's very annoying to uh, as a fan to have to, to stomach that. Some more news for you though: the Reds announced they placed. Starter Sonny Gray on the 10-day IL with a right groin strain. It's been a rough year from him as far as injuries. He had a late start to the year because of a back issue. And since he was activated April 17th, he had pitched to a 3.42 ERA with a 30.1% strikeout rate, which was the second act, the second best mark of his career to this point, and a roughly average 9.3% walk rate across 50 innings. The Reds don't have an exact timeout for Gray, but manager David Bell said he's hopeful just to miss two starts. So keep an eye on that. Ian Kennedy, who's been one of the most pleasant surprises in baseball, was put on the 10-day IL to a mild hamstring strain. He signed to a pretty much a $2.15 million base salary out of spring training, and he's looked great so far. He's pitched 14, or I'm sorry, 21 in the third innings and racked up 12 saves to go along with a 2.53 ERA. He's got a nearly 30% strikeout rate, so he's been a great investment. The fact it's mild, um, is encouraging. Hopefully, you won't need more than the 10 days on the minimum. The Rangers don't have very much closing uh, guys to take the uh, take the steps for him or to to uh, step in as a closer. I think once he's ready to come up, it's going to be his job and you won't have to worry about fighting with anybody for it. Joey Votto and Tony Gosselin, some good news. They were both activated. Joey Votto homered today. And Tony Gosselin had a struggle uh, in his first start. 
uh, walking five guys and, and not looking too great against the Pirates. But it I was, was going to say, is that good news? <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's early on. And he's been out for – he's on the shelf for a while. Let's see how he looks in his next start. He hadn't even worked up past, like, 60 pitches in, in his rehab start. So let's wait and see on that. The Phillies announced they reinstated infielder outfielder Scott Kingery from the IL and then outrighted him to AAA. He cleared waivers and is no longer part of the Phillies' 40-man roster. I think it's kind of say it's really interesting because this guy signed a, a six-year, $24 million guarantee with the Phillies in the 2018 season before it started. And I think they took the risk on, hey, we're going to try to sign him to a, a big deal while he's young before uh, he's going to want a lot more money because we believe in the town of this kid. But he's been awful, just absolutely dreadful. And this is the, kind of the downside if you try to lock someone up early, uh, what you're kind of on the hook on for. Did, did you think that he was going to be better than he was there? A little bit better. I think he, I always thought he was going to be a better fielder just because he was second base, third base, and outfield eligible. I never thought he was going to be a good hitter. Maybe like a 280 leadoff, you know, get you 20 stolen bases, hit 8 to 10 homers, you know, 40 RBIs for the year. But six year, 24 million isn't awful when we think about all the other contracts that teams are stuck with. Agreed. The Brewers optioned infielder Kesson here to AAA. It's the second time he's been demoted. Shocker. Uh, since the beginning of May. Milwaukee recalled him a little earlier, uh, and he had been putting up an eye-popping 438 average with three home runs and two steals and 38 AAA appearances. Once he brought back up uh, that 152-47, 266 hitter across 89 trips to the plate showed itself once again, and he is now back down. Um, this was actually, that was his, his stat line before he got called up the second time. The second time he was called up, he was hitting 130-217 and 220-22. So um, he's also striking out nearly 40% of the time. He's got a .93 ISO. So goodbye, Kesson Hira. Hardly knew you. The Mariners announced that they reinstated Shed Long from the 60-day IL and optioned Jared Kelnick to AAA. Kelnick, who I've had stashed on a lot of teams, was one of the most hyped prospects in a long time, reaching the majors for the first time in the middle of May. He only hit .96 with 185-183 slash line over his first 92 plate appearances in the bigs, was over his last 38. Uh, I heard uh, DVR and Eno Saris talk about this today on the Rates and Barrels podcast that they don't think necessarily this was the right move. Um, Doc, I'm interested to hear your thoughts about this because they were saying that they think it might be better to, hey, just give them a whole series off. You have the depth on your roster. With uh, You can just have him sit on the bench for a series, kind of collect his head, still have the veteran guys around him to work with because he goes down to AAA for what? Gets confidence back, but again, at the end of the day, he's still seeing AAA pitching. The only way is keep him in the clubhouse, let him be around the veterans, let him take some time for just a mental break, but not be a demotion uh, that's going to mess with your type of psyche thing. Do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with it, but... We don't agree with the majority of the moves that Mariners do. Uh, it seems like they, you know, manipulate free agency. They don't bring up their prospects when they're ready. I mean, yeah, you're really going to hurt his confidence. And it's not like Keston here where it's like, okay, yeah, you're probably not going to be on the team in the future. Like, Kelnick is the future of the Mariners. Have him do some pinch hit appearances. Have him work more with the hitting coaches. Have him work on his fielding. Have him get used to just that big league experience because don't bring him up and then he goes through a really bad stretch and you bring him back and then you demote him back down. I think that's just going to ruin him long term. 
But once again, this is a team that hasn't made the postseason in going on 20 years. You expect the organization to do things the right way. Yeah. Uh, I wish that there was a thing in between AAA and the bigs where they could still have the big league environment around them. That's like a taxi squad. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. I don't like how the Mariners are handling it. Uh, but the last little bit of news here, Evan Longoria was put on the, the 10-day IL after colliding with Brandon Crawford. He had been kind of a having a resurgent season, um, putting up a 283-76-516 slash line with nine homers, over 186 plate appearances. And this is after adjusting to the pitcher-friendly Oracle Park. So he's he's been absolutely awesome. He was among the top 25 qualified hitters with a 146 WRC plus. So hopefully, uh, you know, he won't be out too, too long. It's a sprained left shoulder. So uh, it's four to six weeks they're projecting. You never know if it's going to be longer than that. That might just be the minimum at the end of the day. So um, fortunately, most people are probably dropping him in Longoria if you're not in a 15-team league. So uh, just keep an eye on that for when he does come off at some point. The Orioles placed left-hander John Means on the IL due to a strain in his throwing shoulder. The MR revealed no structural damage. He'll be shut down for 7 to 10 days, then reevaluated to determine a more definite timeline. That's a blow for people that were riding the success of John Means so far this year. And then, shocker, the Royals placed shortstop Adalberto Montesi on the 10-day IL, retroactive to June 4th with a left hamstring strain. He missed pretty much most of the first two months, but in between the injuries when he did come back, he was hitting 360 with a pair of homers in seven games. So, uh... Same old story with that Mr. Adalberto Mondesi there. If you had blanked out the name, I would have just thought you were talking about John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> yeah, he's in that same boat kind of with him. But if you enjoy the doc and myself talking about David DeMoya, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcast. If you want to see more Triple Play, you want to hear more of us, you want to watch more of us, great news for you. We have a fantasy football and basketball show that you can check out. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, have a hook in us up with a five-star rating and review to support your boys. Check us out on Twitter, on all our social media, at Trip Play Fantasy. Our website, TripPlayFantasy.com. You'll see Doc tweet about things you don't care about. He does get interaction. Uh, today, what did you tweet about? It was uh, the, the old game that you used to play where you tried to throw the, the wadded paper. Paper toss. Paper toss. How do you not know that? No, I remember the game. I just didn't remember what it was called, but no, they got interaction. So you, you work your magic there. But you'll also see tons of articles. You got videos, podcasts, of course, movie minutes. We have between the scenes with Marty and Mac. We, we got whatever you want. We got it. We got fantasy 15s, myself and Micah breaking down some uh, fantasy stuff for uh, looking for the rest of the season, minor league pitchers, all that stuff that you crave. It's all the triple play. Uh, it's all in the Triple Play area, man. It's the YouTube channel, has a lot of it, the website. Make sure to check out what we're doing. We're trying to put some special stuff together for you. So make sure you check it out. And remember, if you do check this stuff out, we're the place that, that podcast that you're looking for, we're the place that rises you up like the toilet paper does right after you pee and flush. All right? We all rise together as a team. And if you're looking for a podcast that does that, look no further than us. Because I'm telling you, we might just change your life. And we're going to jump into roster, trade, and cut with the FTN Fantasy Baseball crew right after this quick break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Boom! We're back at you again tonight, and we fought in some heavy, heavy hitters, everybody. I got, I got to introduce these gentlemen the proper way for a big show like this. So without further ado, we welcome in some men that have baseball knowledge so great, it's only trumped by their awesome nicknames and facial hair. The trio that make up the FTN Fantasy Baseball Podcast, these dudes have a Brockness monster, a beast that lurks in the depths of the oceans only for you to hear about the legend that are his fantasy baseball takes. A man that's looking to change Hollywood to Matty Wood as he walks the streets of LA with his high stake winnings in hand and a guy willing to smack you in the balls with so much baseball knowledge that you better make sure you're wearing your cup. We welcome in Brock Miller, Matt Cufferly, Matty Davis. What's going on, fellas? Hello. We are excited to be here. Uh, it was uh, nice of you guys to think of us and include us all as one. So. Um, now that we are on as a guest as a whole, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun to come on and talk to you guys. So thank you for having us. Yeah, we're, we're pumped to have all three of you guys on the full team. We're going to get the, the full amount of knowledge that you guys bring on your pod. Um, so I'm interested. I know each of you have your own fantasy baseball stories. And I know if we went to all three of you guys for the full story, we'd probably be here all night. So in like the shortened version of why did you get into fantasy baseball and kind of where you're at, Give, a, give us the Cliff Notes version. Let's start with uh, with Brock up top. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I grew up playing baseball, and, and I, of course I always liked baseball, but I really started to get into it in, like, the mid-2000s when the Dodgers were, like, the absolute, like, worst team. I mean, they were just terrible. There were so many guys on there that, if you bring up their names, that, that just, you, you have to laugh. They were so bad. And so I started reading this blog called Mike Sosha's Tragic Illness. Um, which is a Simpsons reference. <laughs> that was a fantastic blog, though. That was my introduction to analytics, to advanced. You know, that was that was the first time that I thought, like, oh, there's more to just, you know, counting. That guy hit the ball over the fence 10 times. That guy did it 15 times. That guy's better. Like, there was more to it. And I didn't know that until that blog came along. And um, so that blog kind of progressed over the years. It turned into, like, Dodgers Digest or something fancy like that. And um, so that was started by Mike Petriolo, who is like the uh, main guy for MLB.com these days. So um, that's where I got started, and I got into the analytics. And then, uh, you know, from there, it's like a natural pro- progression, right? You, you start analyzing the players, and it's like, wait, you know, if I'm doing this right, how can I prove it? How can I make money with it? You know, so um, there you go, fantasy sports. I loved it. I didn't know Mike Shoso was getting uh, worked into this conversation here. That's <laughs> a really way to start. Uh, Maddie, what about you, Maddie Wood? Uh, yeah, so just playing with buddies in high school and then started my own, which we still have. It's a fantasy baseball league I started in college. And that's the only home league that I play in any longer. Um, I got tired of it, and my buddy and I split a Rotowire OC online championship over at NFBC back in 2014. And we won the league and finished in like the top 10 overall, and we thought, oh, high-stakes fantasy baseball could be pretty easy. So we went to Vegas the year after and did an auction championship and got our asses. Uh, we, we, we learned quite a bit. Uh, 
we didn't do so well. But then uh, the year after that, we went back and finished sixth overall in that same league, finished first in the league. And uh, ever since then, I've pretty much dropped everything that isn't NFBC-centric for fantasy baseball. So that's that's pretty much the only place that I play baseball. Um, I'm in four main events this year. I used to do the um, $2,500 auction championship as well, but I think I've kind of gotten into my group at the main event, so that's kind of where I play mostly. Do you miss trades? Uh, no, I don't miss trades. I don't. I, you know, I've become such a boomer because of this site. Like people in, in my home league give me so much shit. You keep trying to make this like the NFBC. I, I tried to like eliminate IL spots. I wanted to make it two catchers for whatever reason, and uh, they they've helped level me out a little bit to make it you know a little bit more fun. And it is it is more fun. We have trades. There's IL spots. Um, so it, it's good to give me some sort of balance because uh, the NFBC is a completely different monster. Oh yeah, I, I definitely I, I remember doing a qualifier last year. It definitely is, and I can't even imagine the main event. Uh, I know there's plenty of sharks in there. Uh, let's go to our, our third member, Mister Cup, over here. What about you? Yes, uh, similar story to these guys, so I won't belabor the point. Uh, started up a league. I'm older than everybody on this call, so a long time ago with some college baseball teammates, uh, and then just kind of progressed over time. I started playing uh, at the NFBC in 2016, I believe. Started out slow, uh, just some satellite leagues, etc. And then um, I actually go, well, pre-pandemic, of course. I think everybody can caveat what they used to do before the pandemic. But uh, every March Madness, I would go with my old college baseball teammates out for opening weekend of March Madness. And mm-hmm. in 2019, um, I actually, as Matt mentioned, when he does the, the uh, auction championship, I entered my first live Vegas event uh, and played against some of the best uh, that there were. Little did I know. Uh, as Matt alluded to, I got my ass handed to me as well. Uh, John Osma, Brian Bogle, uh, a ton of great players were in the league, but I learned a lot. Um, and, and then from there, uh, like Maddie said, I've kind of got the NFBC juice, uh, in my blood too. So I, I play a lot of leagues there. Uh, still do some of my home leagues, uh, including, uh, you, you've never lived until you've played a two catcher NL only league, uh, pouring oh over with you. <laughs> 150 plate appearances, so I'm one of those. It's a bunch of fun, uh, but but most of my time is spent at the NFBC. I respect that, and um, you just gave me nightmares, so I'll have to try to get over that when I go to sleep tonight. Yeah, <laughs> have fun. But uh, we're pumped to have all you guys because again, you guys bring the knowledge, you got personality, you bring a lot of fun when you guys podcast. So I'm hoping all that fun is going to translate to a stressful topic tonight because. Uh, I know people face a lot of roster crunch decisions and they have to figure out, okay, I don't want to cut this guy even though I drafted him higher, but I'm going to keep slipping down draft boards if I don't make these these tough decisions. So you guys are here to lay down that hammer for this roster trade and cut show. Uh, so it's just like it sounds. You're picking three guys uh, from a list of three guys who you're rostering, who you're trading, and who you're cutting. It's been called a lot oh. of other things that I let other people say, but I won't say. But uh, this is the the fantasy baseball version of it. So, what I did for the to section these players is I went to a points league format, and, and we'll do we'll break it down for roto, um, roto format specifically. But I looked at points leagues, and I looked at players that were kind of near ranked each other at the same position as far as the amount of points they produced this season. So you guys can break it down from the roto aspect of who you feel like you should keep, trade or cut. Pretty simple. Yeah, we can do yeah, it. Right. All right, let's rock and roll. Let's start with the first list of three guys we got. 
and that is Nick Solak, Justin Upton, and Tommy Pham. Guys that have struggled early on and picked it up, like Justin Upton. You have guys that were hotter early on, like Nick Solak, have kind of cooled off. You've got Tommy Pham. I don't know what, what the hell he is at this point, honestly. Uh, so let's start. Let's go back to Cup. What are your thoughts on this list of three, and who are you rostering, trading, cutting? Um, well, I, I'm, um, I, I can't figure out if I should be rostering or cutting with Stabby Tommy. Um, I don't ever bet against Tommy Pham. Uh, I, I know Brock and Matthew remember when we talked about Tommy Pham in the beginning. Uh, I was high on Tommy Pham in the beginning of the year. Clearly, it's been a season that's gone a little bit off the rails. He's picked it up a little bit lately, given some nice speed bump. Um, but in all honesty, that's been one to me that's really struggled. I'm probably rostering Justin Upton and trading Nick Solak and cutting, uh, pun or no pun intended, uh, Tommy Pham. I like Upton out of the leadoff spot, which is what he's been hitting lately. Mm-hmm. He's provided some nice punch there. Um, all these guys, like you mentioned, are struggling a bit, but that's probably the order that I would put them. Yeah, Justin Upton's been crushing from the leadoff spot recently. He's looked like a completely different hitter, and if he stays there, um, it, it's definitely something that looks very good for his production. Actually, tweeted out something today that uh, that showed that he was hitting. I believe it was three. As I pull it up now, uh, he was hitting. I'll pull it up in a second. Here we go. Justin Upton was hitting three twenty-seven with five home runs since he was put in the leadoff spot. So, yeah, it's it's very good production from him. Matty Wood, are are you in agreement with what he said, or do you like? Hell to no. Oh, I love to disagree. <laughs> I don't agree with anybody. Um, so I, I first and foremost, um, I would probably be looking to trade Tommy Pham because he's the biggest name of all the three, and he is racking up stolen bases at an unsustainable clip right now. So he's healthy right now. I don't believe that he'll finish the season healthy, and that's the other issue that I have with Justin Upton, along with his strikeout rate and the low batting average for these guys. I know that Nick Solak is the one that has been simmering off the last four to five weeks, but... We have seen what he can provide, and I'm still going to look to buy into that. So I would look to buy low on Nick Solak because he does have a little bit of a power-speed combo. And the other two guys that do have the injury profile with Tommy Pham, I think you can get more for him, so I would trade him. And then I would cut Mr. Mr. Upton. Maddie, what if Tommy Pham would stab someone for you? Would that change your choice? (laughs) It, it likely would. It likely he would. Yeah, he, he he does. He does look like uh, he look, he looks like somebody that would. I'm currently watching The Wire right now, and he looks like a <laughs> character in that show. I couldn't get into that show. I gave it a couple episodes, but same. And we live in Baltimore too, which is bad. Oh no, shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> I promise when I go when I if I ever go visit that city, I won't walk around like a, a tourist asking The Wire questions. I believe that was Mike, Michael yeah. Govier said, "Don't do that." So. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't. Definitely don't. Definitely don't. <laughs> Brock, what about you, man? How are you feeling about these guys? First of all, I just want to make sure that nobody missed the the, the reference that uh, that Cup made there. He's <clears throat> cutting Tommy Sam. That was pretty good. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really going to argue with anything that those guys said. I mean, it's true. You know, Justin Upton. I definitely expect him to kind of go away soon. Ride the hot streak while you can. You know, does it have a week left? Does it have two more weeks? You know, who, who knows? But of course, when Mike Trout comes back, you know they can only fit so many guys at the top of that lineup. So he's probably going to come back down a little bit. And like Matty said, a lot of strikeouts there. So it doesn't bode well for the strikeouts. Uh, you know, Nick Solak. I'm really not sure what to make of him. We haven't, you know, got a big sample of him 
up at the major leagues. Um, Tommy Pham worries me a little bit. The sprint speed is down. Uh, you know, maybe that's coming back up a little bit. He was definitely not healthy at the start of the season, right? Like we all kind of he wasn't healthy. Now he's kind of getting healthy, or he's, he's he's definitely producing now. I don't I don't really expect the the stolen bases to continue. You know, especially if the sprint speed's going to be down like that. But um, I mean, he's He's still not striking out that much. He's never really been a big strikeout guy. Um, you know, that that offense, the things that he's doing now, he, he's doing well. That offense has been relatively quiet and mm-hmm. kind of like the Yankees the last two days. I, I think at some point it's inevitable that the Padres offense kind of breaks out. Um, you know, I did see that Chris Grisham uh, is beginning his rehab assignment today. So he's going to be back. You know, the only hope there was really that you know if Grisham was going to be out for a little bit longer. You know, Pam was going to stand a chance to weed off for a while longer, but that that looks like that's not going to happen. But I feel like Tommy Pham is pretty safe. You know, the, the stolen bases are going to continue, but um, decent hitter and and you know not a lot of strikeouts. He's not going to kill you anywhere. All right, so you've got three different answers. This is one yeah, we're not going to be able to help anybody, are we? If we just pick different. <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm here for. I'm here for. All the, the controversy, people can hear which one they want to side with, and then if you get it right, they'll they'll pick you. If they get it wrong, they'll pick somebody else from now on. So uh, I, I love it. Doc, did any, you agree with any of the three, or are you on your own boat here? So you trade Tommy Pham, four stolen bases in the last three games. He does, I hate the term injury-prone in baseball, but he just seems like yeah. he's unlucky with some of the injuries that he gets. Um, and you look at the Padres' depth chart, I think as soon as he starts – Going, getting a little cold, then they'll, that's when they'll put plug Yerkes and Profar back there. I cut Nick Solak. He's hitting 151 over his last 15 games with no homers, five RBIs, no stolen bases, not really providing anything in any category. He has a career-high 26.3K rate and a career-low 6.2 walk rate. Really, the only silver lining is he's second, second base and outfield eligible. And I'm rostering Justin Upton. He actually has a career-high in barrel percentage and hard-hit percentage. He has an everyday role with Mike Trout out, and they said the other day that there's no timeline for him coming back. I think they're really going to take his time with this calf strain. So if he's out another month and a half, I mean, that's a long time to have someone lead off every day. So was that what yeah, Trout, Trout's coming back right after the All-Star break is what I've heard last. So he, he should have been ready right around the All-Star break, but they're going to just use those extra days off. And so what is that, four weeks? So the only thing with that is it's all like speculatory. Like we've seen Carlos Carrasco now, and it's it's obviously you know different position, but his calf isn't or his uh, Achilles whatever. It's not progressing, and they're not having him throw off the mound anymore. So when you give people a timeline of oh he's going to be good after the All Star break, you think you're factoring in another month where there could be a potential setback. Right. There's a lot of uh, oh. ouchies. <laughs> uh, so our great answer for the first one let's see if we're more in sync here with the second list of guys here we got Labor Torres, Dan B. Swatson and Eugenio Suarez all shortstop eligible players all uh, different points right now obviously but again right now they're kind of ranked in the same area so Matty Wood let's start with you for this group how are you doing this, this one? This one was tough for me because going into the season, um, I was looking to buy all three of them. I, I actually didn't end up with any Dansby Swanson just due to the inflation. Um, 
Gleyber Torres, he's he's making a little bit more contact. The batting average is on the rise. He has stolen four bases. I know that the home runs look a little weak at three, but we've got to expect, right? Everyone's saying we've got to expect the Yankees to come around. The power is going to come around. The offense is going to come around. And just the law of gravity is going to regress back to some sort of mean for the Yankees. And he's in the thick of that. And I would look to be getting him on the low. So I would buy Gleyber Torres. Um the difficult part with Eugenio Suarez and Dansby is to, they kind of provide a little bit of, you know, different statistics. If you need a little bit of speed, then maybe you're looking, you know, to acquire a Dansby Swanson. If you're looking for power, maybe you're looking to buy low on Suarez. But given what we have and given the rules, I would look to buy Glaber Torres, trade Dansby Suarez, or I guess trade Eugenio Suarez because I likely get a little bit more for him. Um, and then I, I, this is so hard. I mean, nobody's cutting Dansby Swanson, right? Don't cut Dansby Swanson because we're saying that. But uh, um, I, I guess I would cut Dansby Swanson. I, I'm playing this game as if they're all stocks, right? They're all shares. Right. And we're, we're looking at what's going on for the rest of the season. So for me, I think, um, yeah, I would be looking to buy Glaber would be the one and then dish the others. Right. And I will, again, like Maddie explained, this is just kind of a context thing. It's not necessarily, hey, you're cutting this guy if you have him. It's more, this is, I prefer them in order. So make the adjustments accordingly. Brock, let's go to you next. I miss hearing your voice. What's your order here? I I definitely like doing that, you know, better just ranking these guys because definitely not trying to drop any of them. Um, But I I think for me, you know, Glaber, I don't know. He's he's not hitting the the ball hard at all this year. StatCast page is um, pretty blue this year. It was pretty blue last year. You know, both of them. Smaller sample sizes, so I could give you that, um, you know. But this is a guy that he hit 38 home runs a couple of years ago, and, and we all fell in love with him. You know, shortstop hitting 38 home runs, but um, that was a different baseball, um, you know. And unless we kind of get any kind of an idea that they're going to bring back that that old baseball, um, I, I just I don't know that how much power we're going to be able to get out of Glaber, um, you know. So Dansby Swanson, kind of same thing. He's Kind of, you know, Dansby's on his way to, um, you know, set his career high in home runs by like the All Star break here, or or at least something. Well, he's not that close. I guess he's got ten home runs. He's got seven more to go to get to that uh, to, to get to his career high. Um, not really running a whole lot this year. Uh, not a fan of that. I kind of with Maddie, like all three of these guys were like, you know, everybody's going to be jumping on those those big shortstops up front, you know, Tatis or whatever, and uh, and, and Trey and. I, I looked at these guys as kind of like my, well, not, not Suarez because he was the third baseman during draft season, but, um, I was looking at these other guys kind of like, okay, this, this is about the bottom. You know, I got to get a shortstop here. And if I don't get a shortstop here, it, it really kind of drops off. And I ended up with some Dansby and thank God I didn't end up with any Glaber because he's been so bad. But, um, yeah, looking at Suarez, I, he, he is it, isn't he hitting 40 back. points higher than Dansby? What's that? Wait, what? He's hitting 40 points higher than Dansby right now, I believe. Like batting yeah, average is in the yeah. you or what? And then so, the county, and the, like, what are we doing? And he's, he's yeah, doubled his stolen bases, where that's another scare statistic. Dansby's a five, or I'm sorry, they're both five cat contributors, but if Labor's going to provide a much better batting average, which it looks like, and his contact rate has gone up, the the, the swinging strike rate's still at 10%, which is decent enough for me, and, and he's hitting thicker in the part of that lineup. And they, I don't know, man. I just think that there's much, much, much better days ahead for Glaber, and I think we've seen it in the last few weeks where the contact and the just 
the results have been a lot better for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got three home runs. Um, and batting average is so bad this year. I mean, we have to really, really factor that in when evaluating these yeah. guys, I think. Yeah. Cop, if I put this on the screen, does that make you mad? <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I don't want to, like, jump past labor too much here, uh, but, like, you know, three home runs, man, that, that's tough. Like, three home runs is okay for Miles Straw. You know, we, we talked about that preseason, like, how many of these guys are we going to be able to fit into our lineups that, that are only going to hit five home runs this year? Um, you know, like a guy like Miles Straw, we're hoping he's going to steal, like, 35 bases or whatever. Um, you know, Glaber is not going to steal any bases. Um, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I do think it's worth uh, mentioning that the Yankees. I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago with respect to. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was Brandon Lau. Um, you know, the, the the team's not giving up on him. Glaber's uh, hitting third tonight. Um, the the team still believes in him. And sometimes I I don't mind trusting the team more than I trust myself. Um, so I I think that there's definitely um, a, a good opportunity there. Just you know, look at it through those terms. Um, you know, if if they're going to be hitting him towards the top of the lineup, then they got to be thinking something's coming on. He's going to hit a home run off half tonight. What's that? He's going to hit a home run off half tonight. I well, who isn't? <laughs> That's true. I you know I tweeted out so John Carlos Stanton had like five home runs against him against Jay Happ in, in his career. <clears throat> the ex Woba was like. 900 or something absurd like that, like something crazy or whatever. Like 54% owned in DFS, like in tournaments, not not in cash games, tournaments. Like just the most obvious call of the 2021 season. And, and he hits a home run. And I put on, <laughs> I was kind of, you know, there's there's all those accounts on Twitter, those guys, like anytime anybody hits a home run, they just they just tweet out his name, you know, the, like the last name or whatever the player, you know. And so I, I, I tweeted out, like, John Carlo Homer called it. Like, I hope everybody figured out that I was just, like, joking around like that. Like, <laughs> did did you – did, have you started fading them yet? I know that you were stacking them quite a bit in DFS. Uh, let me, let me turn the, I, I got to get Cup back in here to pause. Sorry. It's too long. It's all good. Cup, go ahead. What are your thoughts? Oh, you're good. No, um, you know, I think most of what everybody said, I think Labor Tours is still hurt, to be honest. I, I don't – the numbers are so bad. Um. COVID, ring finger, I think something's wrong. I, I mean, the. What's that? Uh, hard hit rate, isolated. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are looking at StatCast and seeing blue, but are you seeing that the counting stats are there and he has four stolen base? I understand the power's down, but the fucking batting average is almost at 280 now. You know, that's 35, 40 points above the mean right now, which is a fucking massive amount of value. Yeah, I mean, a 280 hitter, a 280 hitter right now is not to scoff at somebody that's sitting in the middle of the Yankees lineup that's underperforming. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I, I mean, I think it can come, sure. I just haven't seen it yet. That's all. That's my problem with it. The, I mean, every contact stat is great. Anything hard hit, fly ball rate, power stat is. It's not just bad. It's like horrifically bad. That's my only. It's you, you know you guys will learn that I'm a boomer for a guy with a sub twenty percent strikeout rate and a ten percent plus walk rate that I'm going to buy in on. Sure, no, no, you're I'm right. A, I'm just an OG. I don't, I don't need to see what color the fucking screen's painted to be like, oh, he's good <laughs> or bad. It's just the way I roll. But I don't know. We play for the five, the, the categories, right? Not the savant page. 
The runs and home runs and RBIs are horrendous. That's, I mean, those count too, right? They do. But are you, right, he's, he has a premium spot in the lineup, so if he turns it around, he's going to drive in a zillion runs. I don't disagree. And with the runs there. are going to be there. And he's running yeah. more. Yeah, I mean... The lineup had to pick up at some point here. I mean, yesterday might have been that day, right? The counting stats are going to go up, and if he's running more and he's hitting 30 to 40 points above the mean and average, I don't give a fuck what he does in the power. <laughs> is that what it is? Maybe he's DJ LeMayu now. Fucking look at DJ LeMayu. He's... He's like a oh, right now. Sorry, sorry. I'm just. Uh, I, think Labor, this is, I think Labor's a little bit better than people are anticipating. That's all. This was the uh, the roster trade and cut shows turning into the uh, the boxing match right now. I love it. It's just a shame Labor can't play the Orioles every day. Yeah, yeah. no kidding, man. And he hasn't been good against them this year. I know. Let's move to the, the next group of guys here. And. Doc, you told me before the show this was the toughest one for you, so I actually want to start with you with this one. There's Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Kyle Schwarber, and Will Myers. So what decision did you end up coming up with here? So I'm trading Schwarber, and I think you have to trade him when he's on a hot stretch. So, for example, he has nine home runs this year, but four came in uh, a week. So that's something where it's like, oh, hey, his value is going to be pretty high. He has a career-low walk percentage, no stolen base upside, no DH. But once again, that power is very real, and he hits in a, a Nationals lineup that's better than it was last year. I'm rostering Will Myers. Um, he was injured for part of the year, but I like playing, putting, picking players in stacked offenses. I think it gives them more scoring or uh, counting stat opportunities. His 10-plus stolen base upside. He actually had 20 uh, a couple seasons ago. He has 455 games this year. So I think sneaky speed people don't realize about. And he's not hitting the ball as hard as he normally does, but he still has six home runs for the year, which isn't bad. And then I'm cutting Lord Scoriel, a career low uh, in walk percentage. He's only played 260 games for his career, so that's about 1.5 seasons over four years. No stolen base upside. When George Springer comes back, I think he's going to be the odd man out. So I, I don't see any value in keeping him. What do you think? Are you in on what Eric was saying, or are you going a different direction? Yeah, I mean, as somebody that really liked Lourdes Gurriel, he's certainly been a disappointment. I mean, I, that's, uh, you know, as you talked about stacked offenses, that Blue Jays one was one I was trying to get as many pieces as possible, and man, he has been so bad. I mean, so bad. There was a little stretch a couple weeks ago that I thought he was maybe turning around, but he just has gone back to being really bad, and I think there is definitely... I think there's there's at that risk for sure. There's going to be playing time risk there. It looks like Tay Oscar's picking it up a bit, and even when he's batting now, he's often slotted sixth or seventh in the lineup, so he's not hitting in the top of that lineup either. Um, Biggio comes back; uh, he could continue to get further slotted down. I think there's real risk, so no, I, I don't, I can't quibble with any of those. Maddie or Brock, if you feel any differently about what they said. You can definitely chime in. If you guys are all good, we can we can move on to uh, another group. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Uh, both of them put it pretty... Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I, I, I would note that I, I kind of like Kyle Schwarber. I expect Washington offense to be a lot better here. <clears throat> um, they, they started out obviously pretty bad, but Juan Soto's got it going. Um, Josh Bell took a while to warm up. Kind of like one of those scenarios when um, all those guys kind of start putting it all together at the same time. 
you know, those, those, those stats aren't going to climb up, you know, just a little bit better because they're playing better. It's going to come up a little bit better because everybody around them's you know, performing better too. So I kind of like that for, for Schwarber. Um, you know, Guriel was never really in on him. I, I think that makes a good point. He's, you know, <clears throat> at risk of losing his job there. And, you know, Will Myers just worries me because of that injury. You know, even since he's come back to exit loss, he's down pretty low. Um, you just, you, you got to wonder how much, uh, help you're going to get out of this year. The only, the only right. thing I will say is I would agree with Doc on, uh, taking Myers over Schwarber. I think, uh, Myers provides, you know, the power and speed and Schwarber's not going to give you that. And then, like I said, I'm, I'm a little leery about the entire league on batting average and I'm not that confident with Schwarber. So I would need, uh, Myers over Schwarber. All right. I like a consensus group. This is good. This is good. We're, we're, all good. And, uh, we're, we're starting to gel here. <laughs> <laughs> so we got our second to last group of hitters, starting with Kevin Newman. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. Nice. I, was, I was hoping you would do that. Thank you. Yeah, you just of, I, was like, I had to put that up real quick. Uh, so we have Kevin Newman, of course. We have Willie Adamas, and we have Jonathan VR. So an interesting group of guys here. Let's start off with, with Maddie again. Maddie Wood. We're cutting Newman. Um, team context. He's going to be buried in the lineup. I, I don't know what he's given you, really. And um, when looking at just, like, weekly, you know, volume, right, you want plate appearances and at-bats, he's not giving you that really as well. I want 25-plus, um, which means that they're hitting kind of in the thick of the lineup and they're getting mostly everyday playing time. Um, and then with with VR, um, it's okay, so I would be cutting VR. I would, or I'm sorry, I would cut Newman, trade VR, and look to buy Adamus. I think with with the Mets situation, they're going to be having quite a few guys come back. Once that does, VR's playing time is going to dry up, and it looks like the Brewers did want to acquire Adamus, and they're letting him play every day. So I'm going to take the guy that's playing every day. Um, that he has the best park factor out of the three, and that's the way I would um, go about it. But none of the three are sexy in my opinion. And if I'm not mistaken, Adamus is a good path to play in time because his defense was so much better. Um, and that was one of the things they were trying to upgrade. It was their infield defense, and that alone yeah. probably keep him in the lineup. They're 13-4 um, okay. and four since they acquired him. So even if it wasn't him you know, being the reason why they have that record, I think they're not going to change anything. No, and, and I think what's interesting is, and I kind of thought it was a bit anecdotal, and who knows, the sample size is small. Adamus said he could never see at the drop. Uh, Very true. Made that yeah. His career numbers, his weighted RC plus was 79 at home and 131 away for his career, which isn't mm. a small sample size at all. He's got a 140 weighted RC plus since he's been a brewer, which is a tiny sample size. Don't get me wrong. But it's kind of strange to hear him say he struggled and maybe it all goes away soon. But with 1200 plate appearances, I kind of think it might be a little real at least. And like Maddie said, there's a lot of good things in that Brewers, well, presumably that Brewers Park is good, that lineup should be good, but it sucks right now. So maybe he can get them a little bit better, because that division stinks too, and it's totally up for anybody that's going to grab him. Brock, are you on board with this ship? Yeah, this was a pretty easy one. I mean, definitely Newman, who cares, terrible. Um, you know, in, in VR, absolutely good point. You know, those guys are going to come back, and he's going to have a hard time getting some playing time, but Good notes on uh, Willie Adamas there. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that the home road splits were that pronounced for him. You know, anytime you can get out of the trap and go to a place like Milwaukee, though, that's a great park shift there. So, you know, just that alone, um, you know, plus, like you guys said, man, he's going to play. So, 
Can we just uh, say Kevin Newman is a jag? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, we're, no, we ain't even going to give him that much. <laughs> oh, wow, that's real disrespect. I love it. <laughs> well, you guys told any chance of Kevin Newman ever coming on this show. But like, he did, yeah, he did, that ship has sailed at this point. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's busy hitting one home run. I don't know. He gets, like, lost. I know Adam Frazier's been decent this year. Brian Reynolds has been really good. But I always feel like they were just, like, a cluster, just a bunch of them for a while. Like, they're just a bunch of, like, just ho-hum guys of that group. I would like to see the Dodgers acquire Adam Frazier this year. That's one of the little guys I'd like for them to add. I'm I'm okay contact rate. I think everybody in their career will end up playing for the Dodgers. It's a matter of when. (laughs) With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Uh, all right, let's move to the second, or this is the last hitter group. We've got Garrett Cooper, who I know just recently got put on the IL, Dom Smith, and Andrew Vaughn. This is a, an underperforming group, a lot of these guys here. Brock, how do you feel about these guys? <clears throat> so this one is not as easy. To, like These guys are all super different, obviously, like different parts of their career. Andrew Vaughn. Um, you know, just came up here. Um, Garrett Cooper is a guy, like, I'm kind of a fan, but mostly I'm a fan of Garrett Cooper just because, like, Craig Mish is a, a big Cooper fan, and he's, like, the best beat writer on all of Twitter. I don't know if you guys follow Craig Mish, like, he's the, Marlin, the Marlins beat writer. I mean, I really don't care about the Marlins, but, um, he's just an awesome follow because he's, he's answering all those questions that, you know, that, that you wish that you could ask the, to the teams and stuff. I mean, I wish we had a Craig Mish for every single team. But anyways, getting back to these guys, like you said, Cooper's hurt. Uh, when he comes back, I, I, I kind of like, you know, Cooper. So he's a, he's an easy drop for now, though. I like Dom Smith, man. Dom Smith was legit one of the best hitters in baseball last year. Uh, the Mets offense as a whole is kind of putting it together finally. Um, you know, really bad start for them, obviously. Uh, you know, watch, watch him screw it up because LOL Mets, like, sports, but. Um, I, I'm definitely going to go with Dom Smith because he gives you a chance to, for a period of time, have one of the best hitters in baseball uh, in, in your lineup there. I like Andrew Vaughn. He, he's definitely a dude. He's a dude. Um, but he's probably not going to give you any stretch of the season where he's going to be the you know one of the best hitters in baseball for that season. So definitely give me Dom Smith. Um, sorry, Garrett Cooper. Later. Um, that's where I am. Wasn't it crazy how much the hype train was on Andrew Vaughn towards the end of spring training? Like, I, I, I don't know where he went in main events, but I remember hearing that he was getting drafted as like a top 30 outfielder and everybody was expecting, I mean, his, he was just shooting up the, the later and later you got in drafts. Uh, do you guys have any, like a bunch of exposure to him? Did you guys kind of buy in on what we were seeing or do you guys stay away for the most part? I got no, Andrew Vaughn. I got nothing. <laughs> He didn't have a ton of power. I mean, it seemed like a lot of hype, David, to be honest. I mean, he didn't show a lot of power, and it doesn't mean that he's not going to have a lot of power at some point in time, but I just, I wasn't willing to pay the skyrocketing price for what he was doing. 
and Tony LaRusse is a dick, and so I had a feeling that he wasn't going to get to play a lot anyway as a rookie, so it didn't really matter. I'm actually, I think he plays now out of necessity more than anything else, because LaRusse hates young players, hates them. Uh, Adam Wainwright was by far the, one of the best pitchers we had when we won the World Series, and he refused to bring Adam Wainwright. I mean, it's just, the list goes on and on with that moron. But I yeah. think there's a yeah. rule here. There's, there's don't draft young guys when they play for Tony La Russa, and don't draft closers when they play for Gabe Kapler. Um, the or one, Kevin the Cash. Or Kevin Cash, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. put to put it simple, you gotta cut you gotta cut the injured guy, right? With the back problems, um, that's an issue. And then you guys have highlighted the uh, you know problems that Andrew Vaughn could have being young. He's a rookie. He's playing under Tony Larusa. To answer your question, David, he was going in the he was at pick two hundred seven, and he was going in the fourteenth round on average in the main event. So. That was right around like Manuel Margot and some of those guys. So it was, um, you know, pick your poison. But uh, Garrett Hampson and Manuel Margot and those other outfielders have been, you know, getting a little bit more burn and they're still on bases. So um, I would look to trade him. He's young. He's a hot prospect. He has he has so showed some glimpses of success. And I would look to hold Dom Smith. All right. I like it. Let's move to talk about some pitchers here. Pitchers are always a struggle to talk about. Let's start mm-hmm. with the uh, the ex-FIP darling Nathan Evaldi, Sean Manaya, and Anthony Disclifani. There's a kind of a, a mad group. They've had some flashes, and then other times they've been kind of up and down again to start this group off. Let's start off with uh, with Cup. Who you got for this group? Yeah, the easiest one for me is I'm buying all the shares and rostering as much as I can or trading for Sean Manaya. Um, I, I like him a lot. He has he had a really strange schedule. If you look at his game log, he faced some low strikeout, good offenses like the Astros. He had some Boston starts sprinkled in, but his last four outings are are not a fluke. Uh, almost, you know, a, he had a complete game. Obviously, with um, what I think was that the game he took the no hitter or perfect game into the ninth, he ended up being a four hit shutout. I mean, dude has been unreal. And I think that's here to stay. I think that's the Manai everybody was kind of hoping for. When you have a a 3.13 ERA for the season, but you've only allowed three earned runs in your last 26 innings, uh, you're doing something right with baseball. So uh, I like Manaya. The Red Sox seem just desperate to find anybody that can take them out. I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm going back to my old vice. And I'm rostering a lot of Nick Pavetta right now. I mean, they just need anybody that can get some outs for them. So you feel I feel dirty rostering Nick Pavetta. I feel horrible about myself. I shower okay. every time I start it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I just need to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, but I mean, he has been okay. Uh, just imagine if they had any kind of pitching with that offense, although it's struggled mm-hmm. a little bit lately. Um, I think he probably has the most trade value. So by the rules of the game, I'm probably trading him, and I'm cutting Tony Disco. Um, not that he hasn't been good, but I, I just. My takeaway is I, I really like Manai. If he's somehow available in a league or got accidentally dropped by an owner in an FBC, you need to spend fab on him for sure in my mind. Maddie, what are you drinking? The Sean Manaya Kool-Aid? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with Cup for me. The only thing that I would flip-flop there is I would look to trade Disco and cut Eovaldi. I know that we're, this is all a hypothetical, but I think that the, the back of the baseball card for Disco, Desclafani, outside of that really bad, terrible outing that I tweeted about, 
um, against the Dodgers. He's been pretty damn good. Um, I think that he will regress a little bit, and um, it is a long season. And I think that that San Francisco, um, that rotation, it's been really, really good. But I think that um, over the long haul, that attrition is going to kick in for them a little bit. Um, we're seeing it with Alex Wood right now. And, you know, Kevin Gossman, he's been fantastic as well, but he's kind of been barking about a hip, and we haven't seen him go the distance for quite some time as well. So I would love to get, you know, sell sell high on Disclafani, um, hold Mania because what, you know, basically with what Matt has said, and then unfortunately cut Eovaldi. I am an Eovaldi fanboy and truther, but uh, given the given the players that you guys mentioned, uh, that's how I feel about it. All right, Brock, how are we feeling? Yeah, I mean, it's more of the same for me. Uh, I, I think Baldy's been a little bit lucky there. I think he's only given has he only, he's only given up like what one home run this year. Yep, uh, I'll check that. Mm-hmm. That off the hand, I swear. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Yeah, like one home run. You know, so that's not going to last all year. I mean, he's definitely keeping the ball on the ground enough to uh, feel like he can limit the home runs. But I think there's a little regression coming for Baldy. Um, but Kind of with you guys on Sean Mania. He's a dude. All right. Well, let's move to the next group. And I'm going to be interested for this one. We have Robbie Ray, Charlie Morton, and Pablo Lopez. Robbie Ray has just been unbelievable. Pablo Lopez, you know he's going to pitch well, except for the one or two outings a year he's going to blow up. And Charlie Morton started a little slow, but he's looked like Charlie Morton of old recently. Is this Robbie Ray? And then everybody else, is it closer than people might think? Because the recency bias, people are going to want to just say Robbie Ray and then everybody else. So, uh, so Brock, let's start with you for this one. How is this hey, ranking for you? David, real quick, before Brock starts, which version of Robbie Ray's pants is he wearing? He's going to be wearing the tight one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Now go, Brock. Go, tight pants. Go. Yeah, definitely... Um yeah, Robbie Ray's uh, up, up top for me. I mean, if he can keep this thing going, like, where are we even going to draft him next year? I mean, like, how how good has he been? 13 strikeouts his last start. I'm not really going to argue that. Um, Charlie Morton's kind of that guy, like, he's, he's getting to that age where if he doesn't start to drop off, he's either Zach Greinke or, or he's not real. Like, it's just, you know, he's getting old. Um, you can't really expect too much out of him. Um, so I'm I'm gonna have to I'm not first of all I'm not cutting any of these guys I, I have Charlie right. Morton and of course you know Pablo Pablo is pretty badass uh, definitely not cutting Pablo there but you know Char, Charlie Morton's getting a little old for me he's been frustrating uh, the command comes in and out I mean I, I watched the uh, what who did he uh, Philadelphia it was like Philadelphia um, and Philadelphia was like couldn't hit anybody at the time watch that start couldn't locate anything um, which led to walks, and then it led to leaving a pitch right over the middle, got smashed for a home run. I, I just, I, I think I'm giving up on the ground chuck this year. Fair enough. Uh, Cup, what about you? I'm assuming you're, you're tight pants all the way here? Well, I mean, if Robbie, wears, Robbie Ray's wearing those dick huggers next year, he's clearly the 1.1. One one or <laughs> There's no question. I, I, I'll be honest, um, if there's somebody that I've wanted to break out, it's, it's Robbie Ray. I am a huge Pablo Lopez guy. Um, the team context, and it sucks because wins is a category. And offense is horrible. But he has been unbelievable this year. I mean, anything you could want. I, I was unsure with that rotation if it was Alcantara, of course, shout out former Cardinal, great cherry, John Mazalak, to give away another great pitching asset, um, or 
Pablo Lopez that would step up. Alcantara's been fine, but Pablo Lopez has been incredible. So those are that is actually a lot closer for me. Um, Robbie Ray's clearly figured, figured some things out, and and so he's been exceptional. But for me in this game, uh, I guess if I have to trade one and I've got to trade Pablo Lopez, that really sucks. I'm not going to quibble if you flip flop him though, because Pablo Lopez has been uh, incredible. I think he's going to continue to take steps forward. I think he might be the ace of that staff for the rest of the year and, and years to come. With Robbie Ray, it's kind of interesting too because he's always had that amazing slider, but he hasn't been able to control his pitches. Obviously, his walk rate is yeah. like insanely high, but it seems like he's just throwing his fastball across the middle, basically challenging the hitters yep. to hit it. So he's even able to. Uh, to limit the walks because of that. It's interesting to wonder if that's going to come back to bite yeah. him at some point. First pitch greatly for Robbie Ray. He's, he's, he's spoken been... about some of the adjustments and they're and they're they're quite real. Um it, you know with 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 the control and the command that we've seen before and the high pitch counts and the walk rate and everything between. The one thing I would say that divides them right now is Pablo Lopez's home road splits. He is yeah. a fucking beast at home and there's some issues um that have occurred um, along the way when he is not pitching in Miami. So um, if you have to decide between, you know, one of those, I would take the guy that has been pitching well at home and on the road, and that's Robbie Ray. All right, let's move to the next group here. We've got some, uh, this group is uh, not a sexy list, but it is a list. Martin Perez, (laughs) Stephen Matt, and Alex Wood. Doc, I haven't talked to you in a while. I want to hear you talk. How are you feeling about these three? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we'll start out first. You got to cut Steven Matz. It's funny, when we had Nick Pollock on and we were talking about how good he's been, and we're like, that just means he's going to blow up. And he had like seven earned runs his next outing. 2.34 ERA's first four starts. There's a 5.82 ERA's last eight starts. Allowing 41% hard hit rate. His his hot stretch is over. I'm trading Alex Wood. His numbers still look good. He has a 3.79. He has a 1.14 whip. He has difficulty staying healthy. He's gone. He has had over 100 innings pitched four times in his career. That hasn't been any time recently. And there's three years where he's under 100, not including last year. So I think while he is healthy and while he's putting up decent numbers, you want to try to get some value. I'm actually rostering Martin Perez, which is something I think I never thought I'd say two yeah. years ago. <laughs> he is a career-high percentage in K rate. His lowest walk percentage is 2017. He had a couple bad outings, most recently versus Houston, two innings pitch, six earned. But you know what? The outing before that was against Houston, and he had 7.2 innings, six hits, zero earned, four Ks. He's only allowed five home runs for the year. His fastball is up about one mile per hour. He's thrown his sinker more, which has a 152 batting average again. So he's only 30 years old. It seems like he's been in the league longer, Holy but maybe shit. this is a career year. Yeah, he's, he's the same 30, age, right? He's- He's the same age as Matt's, actually, and everybody thinks Matt's is quite, you know, quite a bit younger, and they're the same age. I, I, I had to do a double check when I found out Martin Perez was 30 years old. Maybe he's just seen a lot. That's why he looks He's a journeyman. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. been through some shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got the stress showing on his face. Yeah. No, um, I, mean, I don't think we should beat up anybody that gets tattooed by the Astros. They're looking, that offense is looking pretty decent. So you're right, uh, Doc. I mean, he was great to start before regression comes sometimes and bite you in the ass. I get it. But he's been shockingly competent, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Maddie talked about the Yankees coming back to, you know, to, to life. And 
double-digit walk rate. He, our team is going to probably have to face that team either at Fenway or Yankee Stadium, so he could get hammered again, but he's been pretty surprisingly good this year. So, I, Matty, I would, would agree with, yeah, right on, right on, David. I would, I would agree with, um, with Doc in regards to trading Alex Wood. I think that he's the perfect sell high option right now out of this bunch. However, um, I'm going to go out on the limb and say that I would take Matt's over Perez. Wow. The XERA is at 3.72. Um, he's got the higher K minus walk rate. We're going to see a higher strikeout rate with him. He has a career walk rate of 7%. And we have seen massive upside from him this season. I know that he's a fucking train wreck at times, and that actually it hurts big time. But we cannot say that we have to say the same for Perez through his whole career. We've seen him be a train wreck as well at times. So I'm going to take the guy that has the higher K rate and uh, roll with him. So I would take Matt's over Perez. And he also doesn't like, you know, Matty Wood likes the stat cast pitch. The colors mean a lot. And Martin Perez mm-hmm. is all blue. So, Amen. <laughs> uh, what about you, Brian? I've got to admit, it just kind of depends on how you like to go about things. I, I think if you like to avoid blowups, uh, Martin Perez is probably the safe guy. I don't think he's going to like, you know, have any of those those weeks where he really bumps you up in any categories. But I, I, I feel like that, you know, the blow-up starts aren't really going to come from him. You know, Mats can go out there and, you know, strike out nine with, um, you know, no earned in, in six innings. And then the very next start, you know, it's like one of those where you get a two-start and, and you got Mats in there and that first one pops and you're, you're feeling good about it. And then, like, on Saturday, he goes out there and gets his big smash. And, and the numbers for the whole week, just it, it doesn't work out. Um, but I I hate to just kind of jump on board. I, I'd like to offer a little bit more. But, you know, Alex Wood, it, it's true, man. This this guy never puts together a full season. We have multiple years where Alex Wood's um, fastball velocity has done the same thing. It just it starts at, you know, it's 92, it's 93. He's super effective. It looks great. Look at what we got. And it just... It trickles down all season long, and, and, and by the end of the season, he's throwing 89, and he's no good. So uh, I'm definitely selling Alex Wood. If you feel any differently, you could definitely add in. Otherwise, I'll start with you for the next group. That works. Uh, all right, next group of guys then. Come lead us off here. We've got Jose Urquidy. 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 Ryan Yarbrough. Frankie Montas. The boom uh, bus group here couple AL West pitchers in this list. How are you feeling about him? So, I mean, Kitty's a guy that Matthew turned me on, actually, too, and had high hopes. I think a lot of people, that Astros rotation because of the team between McCullers, Framer Valdez, who fractured that, that ring finger, and Urquidy. I mean, I think there was a lot of promise there. I'll be honest, I've been a bit disappointed. His numbers have been good. Um, you know, about a middling strikeout rate, but he's, he's done what he's Really good control and command. Does not put a lot of batters on, and that has utility value. Uh, not a ton of hard hit balls. So um, for me, I think I'm hoping maybe to see a little bit more. So in that group, I'm probably stuck between Urquidy and Yarborough, and I'm cutting Frankie Montas. Here's why. I- I've always liked Frankie Montas. I actually own quite a bit of Frankie Montas. He is just getting slammed with home runs since the beginning of 2020. I think he's allowed a 1.62 homers per nine. For a guy that's supposed to be featuring this power sinker, I mean, I guess he can turn it around, but the park is not hitter-friendly. He's supposed to have let people pound the ball on the ground, and he's just getting crushed. So he scares me the most. 
And I'm probably stuck choosing between rostering and trading for Kitty and Yarbrough. But I'm actually really curious to hear what Doc, Brock, and Maddie have to say because I own a lot of Frankie Montas and I've been really disappointed this season. Yeah, I think it started back last season too. He had, his yeah. hype was from the year before, so I, it's it's kind of a struggle owning him. Uh, Maddie would watch the jump injury last year, and then so I gave that the free pass, and he sucked this year too. So I know I, I know it would sound crazy calling Arcadia horse because we haven't really seen that for his major league profile, but knowing Dusty Baker, knowing Houston Astros, um, Arcadia just came off the IL. He pitched an absolute gem against the Red Sox. And then he shit the bed um, with that two-start week against the Toronto Blue Jays, but who doesn't shit the bed against them? Um, he's got a 1.07 whip. Remember, that's one of the categories that no one likes to talk about, but that's a category that we actually play for. And knowing the team landscape and the division that he pitches in and knowing that the manager lets his guys go deep, I think that he separates himself from the field quite a bit. So I'm still confident in him. And I think that you're going to see plenty of goodness from Urquidy for the rest of the season. So he would be the guy I would look to acquire. Um, Yarbrough, he's been, he's, he's been very fickle this season. I know that he had a gem recently, but if I had to, you know, if I had to put him in preference, it would be Urquidy, Yarbrough, then Montas. Brock, are you a, a Yarbrough? Are you a Mantas? <laughs> or are you a, I couldn't think of one word. <laughs> I don't know. What can we do with Arcadi? I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I think it depends on what you want to do with your team, though, too. Like, you know, if, if you need upside, if you need a guy you can stick on the bench and kind of wait and see what happens. Um, you know, Yarbrough, you can kind of wait and see if he can kind of go back to be the guy that he was before. I'm a little worried, like, his, like the, um, his, his O-swing weight rate is, is down. Um, uh, we're 30, 32%, you know, well below average. Nobody's chasing anything from him. He's not a guy that's going to give you strikeouts anyways. You know, maybe the same thing you can say about Urquidy, but uh, I, I think Urquidy, if I have to put him in order, I'm going to put him in order with Urquidy having the most upside. I think Montas is safe. He's he's just he's solid. He's just a guy. Just a guy. Um, and, and Yarbrough, man, I don't know. It, it, he's probably the guy that I'm going to cut. David, can I hop in? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm cutting Frankie Montas, hasn't stayed healthy, been, been very inconsistent. And I think what people don't talk about as well is the PEDs. And everybody thinks like, oh, that helped with his recovery. But we haven't seen him be dominant for a period of time after he got caught with that suspension. I'm trading Ryan Yarbrough. He just threw a complete Bruh. game. Sorry. <laughs> I like, we How do you not live in San Diego, David? <laughs> you, Brock, does he not look like he fucking belongs in San Diego? He's a San Diego guy. All right. I know, he got the backwards thing. I would love to live there. For sure. But, but, like, last year they had Ryan Yarbrough be an opener, or uh, a follower after, like, one inning. How do you know Kevin Cash doesn't do that again? I think that's somebody that we've oh, talked about. You, you can't trust with pitching. I don't think his value is ever going to be higher. And then, for the reasons they said, Arkeedy, I think the Astros championship window is kind of closing before they have to pay some of their players. Granky will probably tail off in the next couple of years. McCuller has been on the IL various stints. So I think the, the role is his to lose, barring injury. All right. Well, just in the interest of time, we're going to skip this last group. It's Andrew Heaney, JT Brubaker, Michael Pineda, if you have all three. Brubaker. Bye. Brubaker. Bye. All right. He's going to get traded and he's going to fucking beast and rack up wins somewhere else. Get him.
Trey Pineda, he's going to get caught with substance again. And and what and what happens when? Uh, remember when? Uh, I don't even remember the guy that was the pitching guru. In uh, who was the guy back in the day that the OG for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they turned Ray every Seriously. pitcher into it. There, yeah, Ray Sears. Thank Ray, you. And uh, now and Ray, and now everything there is like it's gone to shit. So Brubaker yeah. has shown signs and flashes of, of massive upside. I think that he can become the next Joe Musgrove, not Garrett Cole or anything like that, but. I do think if he leaves and he's able to open up the hood, you know, a team's able to open up the hood on him and, and do a couple of little things with him, he could be uh, a, a fucking stud. All right, well, you're here to hear J.T. Brubaker. Go get him before he gets traded to the Dodgers. You can't go get him because I already own him everywhere. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> there we go. We're going to move on to our question of the week. Oh, yeah. All right, our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is now an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest-growing betting site in the United States. Use promo code TRIPLEPLAY and get up to $50 of your deposit matched when you become a new user and use that code. And if you're looking to win some cash, win big, make sure you follow the Triple Play Monkey Knife Fight shows every weekend. They give you a 10 to 15-minute show with their locks to help you win big. All right, our question this week, Figure with all the, the Logan Pauls and Chad Ochocinco and all these, everybody's now a fighter. Curious, what do you guys think? Who, whether past or present, is going to step in the ring next from the MLB? So let's start off with Cup. Who do you think is going to be that guy? So past means they have to fight at their, like they're, they're not transported back in time to being a badass, right? They're just in their live body right now. Like, I can't pick Nolan Retire. Ryan beating the shit out of Robin Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, they're, they're retired. They're retired, yeah. right? Okay. That yeah. Other, I mean, then, besides Stabby Tommy, I think Amir Garrett is a clear winner and mm. would just beat ah, the kiss. Look at Doug. Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah. That's my bet. But no, that's a good one. I'd love to see, like, a 68-year-old Nolan Ryan just beat the shit out of him, too. So... <laughs> They need to have some like MLB fights. I feel like they're like always the worst when they like they're like hold me back, hold me back, but then no one actually, yeah. actually does anything. Uh, Maddie Wood, did you have a different one than Amir Garrett? I, I I have I have the obvious one, or I think it was obvious. Um, don't say it. Jose don't say Canseco. it. It's Jose Canseco. Uh, that's okay. that's that's the actual answer for putting money down. Um, it's Jose Canseco. He's a fucking nut job. He's always calling people out on Twitter. The dude's ready to throw on gloves. I'm pretty sure he's he's probably done a celebrity boxing match at some point. He did. Like, ago. Oh, did he? Oh, did he? he? Billy, uh, Billy he from did. Uh, part of my take, yeah. Oh, shit. And he okay. got this. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't keep up with that stuff. But uh, okay, well then I guess my answer is wrong because he's already done it. But that would have been the dude that I. Would no, that's good. That's, that's good. You right answer because he actually did step in the ring. So that, that's okay. Good. But to be fair, the guy he fought was like literally like a twenty year old. Like and he lost. Conseco lost. He said Conseco got destroyed. I think uh, like, he I like, like tried to like hold him because he couldn't keep up with how young and fast he was, and he was going to try. It's to, like, called fatigue. Yeah, he he like sat down and like and, and Billy just wailed on him. It was pretty entertaining. Uh, Brock, who's your guy? Steroids and cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, so I read this question a little bit differently than you guys, and and I have a different answer. I thought we could pick, you know, who was going to actually participate in the fight. And, and my choice was, of course, Josh Donaldson against Garrett Cole. That's I love, I love that. Yeah. And I want to know, like, who are you guys betting on? 
and why is all five of us going to pick Josh Dalton? Because he's oh, the bringer of rain. <laughs> he's the bringer of rain. No lies detected. I'm taking Josh Dalton every day. Dude, oh man, after that Garrett Cole interview, like just, oh, the way that he got iced right there in front of everybody, oh man, he was just like, like the, I, I feel like Garrett Cole's just going to like spend like the next eight years of his life being nervous, like at all times after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, I, I think that that video legit paused on my phone when I was watching it because he like just stood <laughs> yeah. there. It's like, yeah. what's wrong with my internet service? <laughs> Did that's, you put some stuff the on your finger? Man. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> it was literally the face of a guilty man. But you gotta wonder, you're like, why did the Yankees PR team or nobody ever like tell me prep for that question? Like, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing. Is like you, you never knew that fucking question was coming. Ask it to Trevor <laughs> Bauer. He's like, oh, I've been premeditating that shit for months. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah. No, would, you, would you like a bottle of it for nine ninety nine at my website, Trevor Bauer? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Shameless plug. Right. I know you're going Rufin O'Dor. Oh, how'd you know? That, that was oh, a, that's because when Matty was going to say it, I knew that's where you were going. Yeah, so Amir Garrett was my original answer because he's a multi-sport athlete. Like, he played basketball in college at St. John's. He pitches in the, in the in the pros. I could see him try and go for boxing. But Ruben at Odor, I mean, he's in our intro. Him punching Jose Bautista. How are you not going to say that? Yeah. Hey, no, that was Garrett might be better at boxing than he is at pitching. I, uh, for, for the record, I think Amir Garrett would actually, like, legit, I know that Josh Donaldson's got the mullet and he's fucking jacked and he's doing... I think Amir Garrett would whoop his ass. Amir Garrett's a southpaw. Southpaws are dirty. Hell yeah. And he's, a, and he's got length on him for days, dude. I, I think Garrett yeah, would he's gonna read, whoop yeah. his ass. He's yeah, on the whole team at, at one point. Yeah. yeah. And another, another red if he gets involved in this, which is a joke in our text thread, if Vladimir Gutierrez, a.k.a. Spider-Neck, gets into the ring, all <laughs> fucking bets are off. Oh, that guy. That's a good throw right there. That is he good. is a psychopath, and I love him. But that spider tattoo freaks me out. I, I love it, but I'm terrified of it, too. I mean, he's now that I'm thinking about right. it, like a guy that's kind of out of a job that could probably take on a fight right now, Yasiel Puig. Oh. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. He's the work. He's taking <laughs> the money and the work. Are you taking Puig, or are you taking Amir Garrett? Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett. Oh, uh, yeah. If Puig's putting on gloves, I'm, I'm not. Is it boxing or is it MMA? Because if it's MMA, then I'm thinking Puig. That, that, that's yeah. a good extra call. Yeah, I, I mean, Puig is jacked. Puig is jacked. I don't care what baseball card says. That dude's like 260, 270. <laughs> if you just give anybody a switchblade, it's Vladimir Gutierrez, no question asked. Like, there's <laughs> coming out. Nobody. I love it. Well, this is actually, I, I was only thinking of, like, Roof and Adore when I came up with this question, so, like, this went a lot better than I thought. I was like, it's going to be so easy to answer, so. <laughs> I thought everybody was going to have Jose Canseco as the answer. I was like, that was the only person I thought of. I was like, oh, that dumbass, he's ready to, he's ready to do this. I like Brock's answer the best, though. Extra. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Or, or anybody in the Phillies bullpen back in, like, the late 80s or yeah. 90s. <laughs> oh, man, that that is awesome. Uh, let's move to the last segment of the night. It's going to be our game of the week. All right. Our game this week, I'm going to preface that you guys each get your Twitter up and that you have your uh, oh, DM shit. ready to set to DM me privately your answer so you, no one can take your answer. Okay. And 
that's how I'll make sure I lock in everybody's answers. You're making me nervous. So, how this is going to work while you guys are pulling that up, it's called Picture This. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a picture of a retired player. You must tell me their name and then the last team they played for. You get one point for each. So if you guess who it is, obviously you get the point. If you guess the last team they played for, you get the point, the extra point there. There's eight total players on here. I'm assuming with the two points for each one, we're going to have a winner after eight. So are you guys good? Yeah, yeah I want to win. Doc, is, there's a couple. Doc doesn't win all the time. But this is one of those games he's good at, so... Okay, this, I, got, I got sure, and he for sure hasn't been linked with you in, in behind the curtain. No, this is... This. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't have a no life. Collusion. Okay. <laughs> no collusion. No collusion. No, no, okay. he's not looking. Believe me, if anything, David wants me to lose the game. Yes, yes. Okay. 100%. Uh, okay, so you guys have all the DMs ready to go? Yep. Yeah. How much time we got for this? Ignore uh, the dick pic, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're gonna start off with the first guy on this list and i've got four hitters and four pitchers just to make it a little easier for you so our first guy is this handsome fellow and these aren't like guys that played like in the 80s or any or 90s these are all guys that have pretty much been retired in the last 10 years or so so make sure you all dm me the team and DM me the uh, the last team or the last team they played for. And obviously, who they are. Sent. If I want to take a zero, can I just take a zero and move on? <laughs> you don't know who it is. I have no I idea. I don't. I don't. I, I, I have... Brock's gonna win this game. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, okay, okay. I've seen the guy, but I can't. Fuck! I can't remember who he is. I have every answer locked in besides Freddy Sanchez. I, I don't have an answer. I really don't. I don't want to bullshit because I don't have. Yeah. Freddy Sanchez. One of the title was terrible the rest of his career. Yes. Why that is 2006. Freddy Sanchez, and it is the Giants. So you I didn't want to put curveball by putting the last jersey on the screen. That's not going to be the case, very So This Doc, is the one game Brock's going to win, dude. <laughs> I knew it before it started that Brock's going to win. This, <laughs> this might be a two-man race. So Doc and Brock each got two, and then the bottom nice. two got zero. Okay. All okay. right. Our hey. next one we have. Who is oh. this? Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> David! This is the first one I don't know right away. There's a couple in here that have made it a little harder than when we did this with uh, Bubba oh, and Matt Blue. Who is this guy? I'm gonna get this one. Oh. Fuck. I can imagine. I mean, they're choosing NL West guys, Brock. We, I, or at least no. you, know, you and I both should be. You guys definitely know who this is. Yeah. When I say who it is, you're like, oh my god. I'm just going to start g- guessing random names. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, your answers are killing me right now. <laughs> I don't have answers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, your, your screen is playing with uh, you, you did guess the team this time, uh, a cup. I like it. Uh, so we have, I have Brock's answer, I have Cup's answer. I'm I, missing I don't, I, yeah, I won't, I won't throw one if I don't have it. All right, I, I know mine is wrong, but all right. So we have Ricky Nolasco. Oh, oh God! 
And his last team he played for was the Angels in 2017. So I was going to say, he's from right down the road from here. Yep. Was he, was he, that's right, yeah. Obviously, I think he was with the Dodgers too, right? That's, yeah, yeah, he had a stay with the Dodgers, Dodgers and the Angels with the Dodgers. on his way out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Dodgers paid him pretty good too. Dude, that guy's pedigree, man. He was, he was a Marlins prospect. Yeah, he was supposed yeah. to be the shit. I remember, I remember him having more facial hair. That's a lot of facial. I mean, how do you have more than this? He had like a goatee. He was starting to get like, like the Brian Wilson hair. I just remember that 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 bout with the Eagles didn't go well. I mean, no pitchers bout with the Eagles goes well, but. So nobody no. got that one, right, David? Nope. It's still two two zero zero. All right, this next guy. Who's this fella? This one's a little harder. Yeah, yeah. How did they get harder? <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> no, I'm bouncing it out with a. There's some easier ones, but this one, I, I think Eric might know this one because I'm a diehard Twins fan, so I think he might remember him. But because I talked about him a lot, but. You guys definitely know who this is. When I say his name again, he'll 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 hit you. Oh yeah, the name's really easy. We'll make it easy for the listeners if we don't got it. I I don't have it. I, I won't. Uh, <laughs> Fans number like, eleven. Yeah. Maddie, I'm I'm hoping you get one. I'm, I'm hoping. I, that I, me, you too. me too. Me too. Me <laughs> too. Uh, it was between him and another guy. The one I sent you, Buck. I have your team. Did you did you uh guess the player too? Well, is, that pre- is that present day Eddie Rosario? Is that why he's having such a bad season? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's lost 30 pounds from the flu. Yeah, I like a left handed outfielder that ended his career with the Yankees. So I have, I guess, I have Cup with the with a team, I have Brock with the team, and then I have Eric with the only guess. <laughs> the full guess. So it and, is. And I haven't even put in one guess. Yeah. It is Jason Bartley. Yes! Uh, oh! Right. Yes. Yep, and Tampa Bay with his last team, Eric got yeah. close. Yeah, end the game. Yeah, Tampa Bay 2017 was his last year. That's so. pretty impressive, Doc. I'll give you that. That's, I'm that's sorry, pretty good right there. Thank you. That was good. I told you I don't well have done. a life. Hey, well done. Fucking <laughs> A. Actually, Doc, Doc, I'm actually going to amend that because I, so I was looking at the wrong one. It He was... Uh, it was Jason Bartlett, but it's actually his last team. He went back to the Twins for a small stint right oh, after Tampa. Yeah. So you lose that extra point, but you still have three. Ah, way to go, you idiot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible. All right, this next guy, you, Maddie, you're getting on the board with this guy. Okay. Who's he? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got that one. I know who that is. Oh, I got that one. I the question is, will you guys get the team? I think everybody knows who it is. Where did he? Remember, you get you got to guess the team as well to get the both two points. I've got a lot of fun facts about that guy too. Actually, he just like disappeared off the face of the earth. I feel like he like I don't. He doesn't have any social media. He's not like in any type of like broadcasting. I don't think. I think I got this one. I've got fun facts about that guy. So. Uh, there we go. I see the Matty Wood at the end. There we go. Now we're good now. Okay. Uh, Cub, you don't yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. oh, there we go. There's okay. the If I'm correct, I'd like to tell stories about this guy. Okay, good. So, the correct answer, everybody got the guy. It is Ted Lilly. And the last team he was on was the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes, it was the Dodgers. In 2013. Of 
course, they signed him three years and thirty-nine million when he was definitely already done. I could have sworn that they that they cut back, they sent him back to New York. Damn. So we had Cup and we had Matty Wood both get two points. Brock and Eric each got one for that one. So now that we're getting a lot of numbers, you got to keep track of your own scores because yeah, math was my worst subject in high school. So. End the game, David. End the game. Did you want to tell us Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a mailman, and I used to deliver to a retirement home, and his grandma uh, lives there in San Luis Obispo. He's actually uh, local from, he used to play at Fresno State or Fresno City at junior college. Uh, I've got buddies that have played in, he's in adult leagues in this area right now, and I've got buddies that have played against them. He's just just all around cool dude. He's a real local guy, and, uh, he likes to hang out in the community, so he's he's from everything I've heard and seen. He's a cool cat. Have you, you haven't run into him directly? I haven't. Um, I have not. But he's forty five years old, and apparently, I don't know if it's this year, but he has still played in adult leagues recently around here. Wow, that Lily the legend. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend for sure. I know his name is all written over the Fresno City right field wall. He's uh, yeah, he's he's a cool cat. We're going to move from a guy that I think you all will get to. I'm actually not sure you guys will get who this is. But you, when I tell you his name, you'll be like, oh, man. Who's this guy? Oh. He looks like such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty mean-looking mug. I'm so glad that guy isn't my dad. <laughs> I will actually be very impressed if you guys got this, because... There are some of them I'm like, I definitely know who it is. This one I wouldn't have. Between two people at this. I like how Doc's so good at this. He's narrowing down his, like, search. I mean, it's, 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 it's a white guy with stubble. You know, it's, it's only so many guys. We played so much MVP Baseball 2005 growing. We saw so many pictures of, like, all these players. I also just look at people's fantasy profiles. I'll, I'll plead guilty that I had. Just not right. I have no clue. It's not right. I have answers locked in. No, uh, I'm not sending you one, Dave. I don't know. I, I got know. nothing. Maddie's taking the zero. Cup gave me his. So Brock and, uh, and Doc. I know I mine's sent, wrong. I, I sent you mine, but I think it's wrong. I know mine's wrong. Divorced single dad that fucks other married moms. That's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this one's definitely getting the explicit rating on it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all right. No, no, no. It's, not, it's, 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 it's all good. You don't have to apologize an hour fifteen to the ninja of the show. The damage has been done. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer, Buck, are you submitting or are you thinking? Zero? No, I'm just. I lost. I didn't get it. The exam. The answer. I was about to say his name. The answer is Xavier Nady. Oh! oh. He did with the Red Sox. And his last team was the San Diego Padres in 2014. So, I, he doesn't I feel like that guy, like, he's had some him. weird games against the Dodgers. You know what? I should have got him because I follow him on Instagram. Does he really? How many followers? Yeah, he, he, does, he has like less than a thousand, but he doesn't look like that. He's clean shaven now. Um, Wait a minute, Doc. Why? Why? Why are we following Xavier and Nadia? <laughs> you, you, you don't even follow. We don't even follow each other on Instagram. I, I, I don't know. You're not a. You're not a. A, a semi. You're not a retired baseball player that had a mediocre <laughs> career. Okay. Not a, an extra you know, I gotta know how many people you're following now on there. <laughs> you did, uh, we, uh, 
I'll see sometimes when I like look through it. I'm like, oh, I see uh, Eric Slaw. There, who did you um? Well, not Matt Garza, obviously. We just, we just we just talked to Matt Garza. There was somebody else recently that I saw that you followed. That was pretty wild. I can't remember who it is. I don't know. Um. Okay. Let's move I mean, to the next. I'm gonna find you on Instagram just to see who you're following. <laughs> did that, did, so wait, did any nobody got that? But anybody get no. the team besides me? No, did Broncos, you get the Red Sox. Did no, you get the team I'm looking right now? Oh, you I did, got Padres. You did, you did say you did say Mark DeRosa Padres. Oh. So you did. I said I said Padres. You did say Padres. Yeah, you're right. You did. You said Will Venable. Will uh, Venable is definitely not right. Oh man, oh, that's good. Yeah, let's go technically get a point for that because you got the team. All right, we got <laughs> we have. Three left. <laughs> Do I mathematically? I can still win this. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. This next guy's worth three points. Oh. Because he had a name change, so if you can say both his names, oh. and then the last team he played. Oh, I know one of the names. Then. What's the other one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, fuck. Um, uh, this is a three pointer. You give me both his names, and then the last team he played for. Matt, you need this one. This will get you back in the game. Oh, that dude's last name. Brock, you got one of his names, so if you can think of the other one. I know one. But I got the team, too. You got one of his names. Dude, I don't even know if this is the right name. (laughs) Oh. I know it. I know it. I know his other name. I know it. Please don't put me on blast. <laughs> Is that right? That ain't even him. I just got that wrong. <laughs> Maddie, come on. I thought I knew you. I thought you were gonna get this one. I know who he is, but I... All right, he's mathematically eliminated now. I love it. <laughs> okay, so I guess I, I guess Francisco but but that was wrong. <laughs> so I will That's say... That's the catcher for the Rays. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the guy, Francisco Mejia, looks like Mike Tyson. Huh. So, the, so, all right, so the answer is Fausto Parmona. His, his other name, which I will give, uh, I think it was, let me go through here, it was Cup, I got it, Roberto Hernandez. Oh, and wow. and uh, Brock, you had Fausto Carmona and Carlos Martinez. I knew it was like a <laughs> common name. The, the, the Francisco Mejia, and then Doc, you had Fausto Carmona and Orlando Rodriguez. I don't even know who that is. That's a real name. No, no, Duque. It's Orlando Hernandez. Oh, yeah, Orlando oh, Hernandez. Okay, okay. Uh, nobody Rodriguez, got the Duque. Hernandez. Nobody got the team. The last team was Atlanta in 2016. No shit. I would have never guessed that. That was the period of time in the Dodgers. Yeah. Damn. Wait. I got. I got six. I'm not worried about Matty Wood. But what are the other ones you guys got? A five for Matty Cup. Oh damn, you're coming back. And four. They're they're right there. They're right there. We got two left. I would have put my money on Brock. All right, yeah. yeah. Weird oddities, but Doc, Doc, you're surprising me. You got Instagrams and you got all kinds of shit going yeah. on. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't follow anybody on Instagram. I I'm a loser. I'm a loser. So are you're a winner, winner, baby. You guys are going to both know right. the last two players. It's going to be a question of if you know the last team they played for. Mm. 
Here's the first one. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Oh. Right in my wheelhouse. This will be big if you can think of the team. I don't know. I don't. I feel like Doc's not going to get the team. He played for a lot of teams. Yeah, he did. Oh, I don't like this game. (laughs) (laughs) Another guy. I'm just glad he's not my dad. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he 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 teaches his lessons pretty. uh, Uh, I'm not going to say anything, David. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have Doc locked in. I have Cup locked in. Maddie's locked in with his no answer. So, Brock, I just need you. I got the Um, team. God, I don't know, man. Relief pitcher. What the heck? I don't remember. So, the answer is. Rick and Keel. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you had Matty Cup saying the Angels. You had Brock just saying Cardinals. And then Doc, Rick and Keel, Mets. He got it. Oh, oh, wow. We'll do the last the one. He was on the Nationals late in his career. I thought he got traded, but I couldn't So wait, I yeah. won, right? We'll do the last one just for fun because it's a fun guy. Here we go. All yes, right. Doc, you win. Oh, yeah. oh, this is another guy I follow on Instagram. He goes live all the time. <laughs> he always raps in the car. <laughs> Don't you follow Dimitri Young, too? Yeah. That was Dimitri. what I was doing. This has been a really fun session of it some guys. Yeah. Everybody knows who this is. It's a question if you could guess the team. No, I can't. I was gonna say I know it's not a Duque. I can't even. No, oh, it's his brother. Come I'm on, too I'm, too I'm too stoned. I'm too stoned. It's his brother. <laughs> I have. Okay, I have everybody locked in. That's gonna submit an answer. <laughs> so, the correct answer is Levon Hernandez, good old Levo, and the team he played for. Is you go back to the, the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers in 2012. So no one got the team. Doc, you did get the name right. So Doc, you are the winner. Sadly, I was hoping they'd be taken down, but I don't think anybody that can come on the show is going to beat you. So you'll get your one person cheer. That's all I want. This is my game, David. Never <laughs> do it again. <laughs> but on then I want to get you three out of here because I know we went. A lot over time here, but I uh, just really appreciate Matty Wood, Brock, Matt. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show tonight. Thanks for having, Thanks us. For having us. This was a blast. Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Anytime. We'll have to, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get you guys on uh, our podcast sometime. It's not as fun. We don't do video or anything like that. But <laughs> maybe, maybe I can come up with some sort of game that I definitely know Doc will not win at. <laughs> Let's do it. I think we, we got to do like a game of remembering. I think we gotta do remembering some guys, but we gotta do like eighties baseball cards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, all right, you got me then. It, it's or, always the weird ones. It's like if we do statistic games then Doc has no shot. And uh, he's counting me out. He's he's just trying to put me down to make himself feel better. <laughs> but uh give us a of course the normal plug, everything that 
we want our listeners to know where they can find you on Twitter, where they can listen to you guys, all that good stuff. Yeah, all of us. Uh, you can find all of us at ftnfantasy.com. Mac does. Mac Cufferly does the two start uh, starting pitcher article each and every week, where he breaks down all of the starting pitchers, and then I'll correlate that with my weekly Fab article. Brock, I know that you've been putting in DFS cheats, so, uh, cheat sheets, so you can find that at ftndaily.com. Um, other also, than that, you can. What's that, buddy? Starting next week, um, I'm going to have a single entry GPP article out on Tuesdays and Fridays over on FTN Daily. So it's a different website. It's the same team, but the different website. That, you know, FTN Daily for, for the... Sister sites is what we call Sister those. Sites. There you go. Yeah, we've got quite a few of those. So we have FTN Daily, FTN Fantasy, FTN Bets. Uh, it's all it's all just basically what, what you're looking for. So if you're wanting to play DFS, you go to FTN Daily and you'll have all of your info there. We have optimizers, you know, our own projections, rankings, whatever you're looking for. Um, and then for season long, that's FTN Fantasy, and you'll have, you know, all of us. We work there along with, if you're looking for fantasy football, you'll have Brad Evans, Jeff Ratcliffe, Elliot Chris, Nelson Souza, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the other side is the betting side, which Matt Cuffley has been absolutely annihilating with uh, MLB props. So, oh, oh, Matt. Hat tip let's, let's, my man. Let's, let's connect on some MLB props. I love that. <laughs> Trevor Rogers over six and a half today. Got him. Love it. All right. Well, on that note, again, appreciate these fellas. This was a ton of fun. Next week, we're going to be joined by one of the best players in the high stakes, and that is Miss Jenny Butler. She's going to be joining us. It's going to be a fun show. Until then, everyone be safe out there. Enjoy another week of baseball. And we're going to make like a, a bread truck and haul these buns. Catch you guys next week. Thank you